Welcome to the Pit Imps Podcast, number 108. Hot damn. Anyway, I'm the Imp, and my co-host is the Huntsman and the, the Balls guy, the Sack Dude. I was going to say Donkey, but that works too. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm Will, Internet, you know who the fuck I am. What's up? I'm Mike, I'm new, so not Mike. Many of you might not know who me, me is. Words. <laughs> Words in English and stuff. <laughs> Words. And I am Angelo. I am the guy trying to rein in this train wreck. But, well, I try. Oh, yeah, totally. Sort of. I mean, like, I, I do notes, so there's, like, some sort of, like, list that we go down. That's kind of reining it in. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. You know. Give me my credit where it's due. I mean, I don't deserve much. You get all of the credit. You're sacking long, dude. <laughs> See, that's why I'm the sack guy. <laughs> that's why he's the I sack suppose. guy. Uh, so, um, Memphis happened. Yeah. And Man, I, I wish I would have known about this ahead of time. I could have totally had a sweet magic nerd party to all those who attended, man. I got a posh pad down there. I just uh, didn't go. Uh, yeah. Well, you do have family down there, so. Oh, yeah, with nice stuff. With nice like, He could have had a good party, unlike oh, the one he's going to have in Pittsburgh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jeez. So what the hell was they playing? They were playing Magic, Angelo. Yeah. Oh, it was standard. Standard. Okay. I'm sorry. I had a long weekend. I, I didn't get to watch very much Magic. Yeah, I did I go back and watch the top eight of this today, which was cool. Sweet. So our top eight broke down as such. Brad Nelson. Woo. Uh, <laughs> he comes in as our number one seed after the uh, Swiss. He had a hell of a run. He beats Aircraft 2-1. Then uh, Alex Muggleton loses to Jack Fogel 2-1. Chris Fennell loses to Ben Stark 2-0. Steve Rubin 2-0 over Patrick Cow or Co or C O W E. Cowie. Cowie. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Co's probably right. Um. So yeah, right there, cool. those eight names. This is a pretty stacked. Yeah, it's really stacked for a GP top eight. You know, yeah. Center of the country, pretty easy to get to. Yeah, yeah, really stacked for a GP top eight. Good to see this. Um. So we have Brad Nelson versus Jack Fogle. Uh, Nelson loses in his semifinal match two to one to Mr. Fogle. So Mr. Fogle moves on. Ben Stark. Why didn't he play like this at the PT? <laughs> I know. I was thinking that the whole time I'm watching the top eight. I'm like, oh, Angelo, man. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, he wins 2-0 over Steve Rubin. However, Ben S. goes down to Jack Fogel 2-1. Did you say he goes down on Jack Fogel? No, to Jack Fogel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of course, your mind's in the gutter, Will. Come on, we're talking magic, not that. I'm sorry. That's okay. Keep it somewhat in the gutter. It's somewhat entertaining. Jeez. I <laughs> um, and Jack Fogel has, like, the greatest hair ever. I'm just going to say that. Hair, yeah. I mean, like, he jumped out of an 80s uh, music video. Like, I could... has a sweet act, too. Well, you know, I'm just looking at his profile. Oh, like, he looks like something out of a Brian Williams or a Brian Adams CD. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's handsome, for sure. <laughs> so... Let's see. We might as well start with Mr. Fogel's deck since he won the damn thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It is. It, dude, all the planeswalkers. Yeah, ain't fucking around. So, Will, tell me how this works. Uh, the way this works is that you play stuff to protect yourself, and then you slam an Ugin or a Garuk, Apex Predator, and you win. Or you can just pick up an Ashiok, you know, early in the game to win, and you have Kiora to buy time. 
Planeswalkers on side control. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like, basically you have seven win conditions in the deck, and they all they all do their thing. They're all really sweet. Two Ugans, two Ashiox, two Kioras, and one Rubich. Um, I saw in the, when he played against Brad Nelson, Brad Nelson, like, his late game plan is Elspeth. That's all he has, and there's an active Garouk on the board, and Nelson just had to play two Elspeths into it to just die to plus one. It was just so brutal. <laughs> um, we got three Thoughtseize, two Crux of Fate, and a Singleton Treasure Cruise. Uh, we have four Bile Blights, four Dig Through Time, two Disdainful Strokes, four Heroes Downfall, one Murderous Cut, three Salt High Charm, uh, really awesome in all three modes. And uh, we have four Seder Wayfinders to accelerate the delving. 25 points. Sweet, sweet. Uh, C. Sideboard, we have two Disdainful Strokes, two Rakshasa Death Dealers, two Negates, two Drown in Sorrow, two Tassigurths with the Golden Fang. So we do have a little bit of a creature package on the board. One Silence of the Believers, two Farika's Cure, and one the Leona Vess. So there's just like eight Planeswalkers, just the whole Legion of Doom. Right, and you said you watched the top eight then, right? Yeah, definitely. Because it keeps saying about Tassiger being really big for him, so I'm guessing like that's how he won. Well, I mean, I guess he won a game in the finals with it, but like, more or less, you know, they, so they didn't show him in the quarterfinals. In the semifinals, he played against, uh, Brad Nelson. I thought, you know, I just did construction of the deck and Garou did a lot of work there. Um, but, uh, I guess he, I guess he won game three of the finals with it or something like that. I'm not real sure. Okay. A little bit too, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I saw, he definitely boarded in the Freakus Cure against Van Ness and that was able to buy him time, like, Basically, uh, against Ben, he got mana screwed pretty, pretty well. Or he, like, mulliganed to five in the one game and just didn't develop very well. And then the other two games he won. So. Oh, wow. Well, mulliganing to five against red-white actually <laughs> not a good thing. A little bit different red-white list. Um, yeah, it, actually, it popped up a lot over at SCG. I did get to watch a little bit over there because a fellow podcaster was in the finals. So I had to watch awesome. that, um, which I'll give him a shout-out later. Uh, anyway... The creature deck that Ben Stark was running, his aggro deck was uh, four Seeker of the Way, four Soulfire Grandmasters, four Goblin Rabble Master, four Outpost Siege, four Chain to the Rocks, four Hordling Outburst, four Wild Slash, four Stoke, three Lightning Strike, and a Valorous Stance. Lance, 24. Notably, he's got three Evolving Wilds that are pretty sweet. Yeah, notably, we should talk about the three Evolving Wilds. Yeah, well, just, you know, like, it's... It's better than a dual land for him because he has this chain to the rocks thing going. But, uh. It's a fetch. The red white, definitely, uh, this has a lot of late game. You'll, you'll note that it's, it's not designed to end the game quickly in any way. It's just value and like Soulfire Grandmaster to have a, a very good late game plan and you have Outpost Siege being Chandra every turn. Right. So, um, Once you add a sideboard to it, he can get a little bit later too. Yeah. Two Valorous fans, three Stormbreath Dragons, two Sarkon the Dragon Speaker. Um, two Arc Lightning, three Erase, and three Mastery of the Unseen. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah, the Mastery of the Unseen's definitely for the super grindy ones, and the Storm Breaths and Sarkins are there when you want to end the game quickly. You know, that's, that's, that's what he actually said in an, in an interview. So. No, that makes sense. Like, if you're playing against like, Blue Black right now, if you can stick a turn to Mastery of the Unseen, you could probably ride that to the end. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, like, they have very few ways to interact. Carlos Vault being about it. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. Pretty interesting. I, I I really like Outpost Siege. It's very it's very good. Like you just play cards every turn. If you're playing any kind of red based like permanent strategy or 
know, necessarily. No, just, as, as long as you're not playing counter spells, right? Like anything but counter spells, and, the, and Alpha Siege is really sweet. Yeah, I mean, but again, you always, always, always choose cons. Almost always. There are times when you choose dragons, like when you have a lot of tokens and it will kill them. Yeah, <laughs> but aside from rare, that, very rarely do yeah, you. Aside from that, you just want an extra card every single turn, which is like awesome. Obviously amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Mike, quit bouncing your mic around. Not me. I think that's my fan. Oh, okay. let me turn that off real quick. <laughs> you got called out on cast. That's not getting edited out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mike, what we're going to do is we're going to switch to Steve Rubin, and you're going to tell me what he was playing. Steve Rubin, eh? Yeah, you got to let me know how how sweet his deck was. Scroll down here, he is. Uh, he was playing Obzon Control. Uh, he had some sweet walkers. He had an Ugin, uh, one Lidana, and three Elspeth. Uh, creatures, one Task Gear, four Rhinos, and four Corsair of Groupix. Yeah, that's a pretty small creature pack. I'm surprised you only see one Task Gear, but... Eh, four Siege, uh, four Siege Rhinos, four. Yeah. It's the right number. <laughs> I would like another Tassiger also. I think yeah. I, I would also just really like uh, an additional, or like a Garouk instead of a third Elspeth. I think Garouk mm-hmm. is just so good right now. Like, how many late game Planeswalker fights are there? Yeah. I would like four more Siege Rhinos. Yeah, Sorry, that's good too. You should definitely play decks with eight Siege Rhinos. <laughs> no one will notice. <laughs> no one but the judge. Just only play four during a game. <laughs> In sorceries, we have an end hostilities, two read the bones, and four thoughties. Instance, two utter end, four obzon charm, three heroes downfall, three bile blight, one murderous cut, and 26 lands. In the sideboard, we have a read the bones, number three, bile blight, one murderous cut, one faded retribution, which kind of nice tack, but doom blast, um, one soren solemn Blizz- does uh, visitor. Does doom blast destroy planeswalkers? Uh, uh no, that is correct. No, it does not. Plus you, when you leave behind a siege rhino, you might as well destroy, uh, destroy that yeah. planeswalker. It depends I mean, on the knocked. planeswalker. I mean, True. that thing kills the Ugin. It does say yeah. I can still win the game after Ugin has been played, and not a whole lot of cards are actually saying that. So that's a that's a good mm-hmm. um, that's a good adaptation for a deck who knows the game is going to get that long. Mm-hmm. Then we have two glare of heresy, or fleece mainline to get a bit more aggressive. Three drown and sorrow, and one mastery of the unseen. Mastery of the unseen showing up in a couple boards. Mm-hmm. Sweet, sweet. Um, Nice deck. Uh, so do you want to switch over to Brad Nelson's real quick, Mike? Since I know he's your buddy, I'm going to let you go over yeah. this one. All right, I'll go over Mr. Nelson's. He was also on Obzon Control. Uh, he, in the Walker package, only had three Elsmith, which seemed to be his list. Even though he came in first seed, seemed to be the weaker of the Obzon Control list in the top eight, because they all had access to Ugin. Meanwhile, he's just on Elsmith, so... Yeah, I, I thought that was a little underpowered as well, but, I mean, apparently it's either his mastery of the game or this deck actually just being mm-hmm. very, very well positioned. Got him there, for sure. And then we have four Coursers, four Siege Rhino, and two Tathagir the Golden Fang as creatures. Yeah, there you go, ten creatures. Yeah. It's nice. We got four Thoughties, two Read the Bones, and two End Hostilities. Four Heroes Downfall, four Obs on Charm, three Bioblight, one Murderous Cut, one Utter End, and 26 Lands. Sideboard as follows. Read the Bones, one End Hostilities, three Drown and Sorrow, three Glare of Heresy, four Fleece Main Lion, two Soar and Solemn Visitor, and one Erase. So he definitely has a plan in his sideboard to go fast. Like, he can put in the Sorens, put in the Fleece Mains, and really speed his deck up. Mm-hmm. I likes, I likes. I, I do think that it's missing Ugin because this is like the format of Ugin now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's able to exploit a timing window with Elspeth to have enough uh, 
enough effect on the game before they're able to get the Ugin. Maybe there's just a gap there. Like in that last Obzon control deck, it only had one main deck end. Meanwhile, uh, Brad Nelson has two end hostilities. If he would take that one, make it an Ugin, I think it'd be a lot better. But then again, I'm no Pro Tour top See, I would even, or I would, I mean, so. I would look to cut the Thoughtseize before I would cut the end hostilities. Like, yeah. the fourth, the fourth Thoughtseize is, I don't know, I would think a little marginal. Like, two Thoughtseize in a game is, is not as sweet as one Thoughtseize in a game. In yeah, the only reason why I'm saying the end hostility, one of the two end hostilities is because the Ugin essentially acts like an end hostility. Yeah, but, it, but it does, I mean, it, it doesn't come online as soon. So, like, yeah, the end hostilities being on turn five, like, I really like the two end hostilities in the list. I would, you know, I mean, I don't like even just cutting down to two Elspeth and one Ugin, but nah, he I, likes his li- he likes his white ladies. I see your point on the thought sees. It's not like this is a format that's dominated by a combo. Right, right, right. Which, yeah. You know, the first time thought sees was around. You know, we had to deal with dragon storms and things like that, where it's like, okay, having a thought sees and opposing bitter blossoms, just as yeah. one card strategies. You know, yeah, it's like this is a big deal. Hit this bitter blossom, hit this, hit that, and in this format, there is no real silver bullets you need to hit out of most decks. Where so I don't think it holds as much value in standard as it does yeah. in other formats. I mean, it, it, it's great to look at their hand and have an idea what they're playing and take the things that are really scary if you get them. But, you know, like two in a game is not as sweet. Like four life is a thing. And I mean, yeah, you gain a lot of life in this deck, but the, uh, I think it's the uh, effect is marginalized the second time. Right, right. So Eric Rath, he was on him some red white. Uh, he got to lose to Mr. Nelson in the first round. He has one Chandra, four Stoke of Flame, three Lightning Strike, two Wild Slash, four Storm Breath Dragon, one Ash Cloud Phoenix, two Bramas, King of Arescos, a Helioids Pilgrim. Really? That is awesome. Oh, to get, excuse me, to get either the Outpost Siege or the Chain of the Rocks. That is awesome. Well, just, just the Chain of the Rocks, so it has to be an aura. Yes. Oh, so just to get chain? That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll buy a fifth I mean, chain. It's essentially the fifth chain, yeah. Yeah, no, that's sweet. Uh, four Rabble Masters, four Seeker of the Way. Will spoiled the uh, enchantments. It's two and four. Chain to the Rocks is the one with more. Uh, and four Hordling Outburst. Lands. Four hordling hey, outburst. he's running a Mana Confluence. That's I haven't sweet. seen that card as much as I thought I would. <laughs> only one Evolving Wild, so... Yeah, that's where he made his mistake. Yeah. <laughs> one Outpost Siege in the side, and another Evolving Wild's in the side. Two Claire Pharisee, two Arc Lightning, two Ash Cloud Phoenix, a Mastery of the Unseen, and he race. One more Bramaz, two Valorous Stance, and two Sarkon. He is the Dragon Speaker. Like, well, I mean, yeah. The that Mana Confluence might have... The uh, Evolving Wilds might have been better off in the main deck over the Mana Confluence, but... Eh, I mean... This is a much more aggressive creature strategy in all True. reality, and he has he has three drops that he really wants to hit, and you know yeah. five drops that he really wants to hit. So the coming into play tapped, I think, is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, he does have nine mountains for four chain to the yeah. Rocks, I mean, and that's a little rough. Yeah, I mean, eh, I don't know. I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think the mana base is okay. Uh, you know, twenty fifth land on the side, that, that's okay. I, I, I've run the strategy before. I, don't, I still don't know. I'm on the fence about it. Okay. Uh, Will, do you want to touch on Mr. Marjolton's deck? Yeah, absolutely. I will touch all over it. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, baby. He's also on an Abzan list, only with nine creatures, though. So it's the 4-4, four, four, one Tassiger. Uh, three Elspeth Suns Champion, one Ugin the Spirit Dragon, and one Liliana Vess. Very sweet <laughs> points walk back. Now, I just want to reiterate something I said a long time ago. Uh, when Because of Elspeth, 
But Ugin kind of promotes the exact same thing. Where the hell is the Scuttling Doom engines? Because, like, if you take Ugin down to kill the Scuttling Doom engine, the Scuttling Doom engine is going to kill the Ugin. It's going to kill Ugin. Uh, no, it exiles. It so, does? Okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, I did not realize that. Good point. Yeah. No, good, I mean, Torn Elemental wouldn't be horrible against Ugin. They modify, you bring it back. But <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I can handle that. Ugin is big. He's just everywhere. He's... I picked him in, in, a, in a standard question. Might have been on the other show, but... <laughs> Sorcery, we got uh, all four Thought Seas, two Read the Bones, and one End Hostilities. Four Abs and Charm, three Heroes Downfall, three Bile Blight, two Utter End, one Murderous Guy. So, like, actually, all of the OBS on lists are very similar. Yes. Um, they really they are. are. There are differences in Planeswalkers between Nelsons, but, like, this core of the deck, this 20... 29 cards, 28 cards that's, you know, pretty solidly in there. The numbers change just very marginally. Yeah, it really just depends on whether or not, which we haven't seen one of those yet, whether or not you're really going the aggro version or whether you're playing the mid-range to control version. Yeah, no no aggro versions in this top eight. Yeah. So, uh, we have one Bile Blight, one Read the Bones, uh, in the sideboard rather, for uh, three Drown in Sorrows, two Glare of Heresies, one Mastery of the Unseen, one Faded Retribution, one Soren Solemn Visitor, four Fleece Main Line, and one murderous cut. Yeah, the mastery seems like the probably the, one of the best ways to battle Ugin because he can't minus to kill those uh, manifests. So that's sweet. Yeah, stream of two twos to just battle that guy. <sighs> and life gain. Mm-hmm. Is that the same exact sideboard as? Uh, from Ubens? what I heard, pretty damn Brad close. Nelson kind of worked on this list with no. people, and a lot of people who he'd worked with played the deck this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so. such as Chris Fennell, whose list is almost the exact same, so let's not go over it again. Pretty <laughs> much all of the obs on in the top eight were the same. Yeah, and Patrick Cowie, what's he on? This is a bit different. Yes, I still a see bit, little more walkers. see trying to choose Tasker. So we had more walkers trim the instant and minus one land. Five Abzan decks in the top eight. Yep. And two red white and then one full tie. Wow. Diverse, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> and like, it's kind of a similar late game strategy as well, except without the, uh, the Elspeths, right? But, and uh, the Rhinos, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, just Other the late game. That's the same. Yeah. yeah. So there was only 1,076 players at this GP. Only? I mean, that's... Might have something to do with the modern one going on. It might, and it also might might have something to do... I, I wonder about the $60 that they're charging now for GPs. That, and they almost canceled the event due to weather. Yeah, weather was weather was so. really bad this week. I would think that had a lot to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um, I really like uh, this Fogel list, though. I, this is something that I thought was going to be very powerful in the new standard, for sure. This Saltai mm-hmm. Planeswalker, like, man, you just give zero fucks about what anyone else is doing, because what you, you're doing is more powerful. And Garouk is, like, so good in the late game. Like, how many Planeswalkers are in this top eight? And then you just have Garouk, and he just shits all over them and also takes out Siege Rhinos as well, like, for value. Uh, So good. So good. So we also had another GP going on, which, you know, we kind of was hinted at us. There was one in Vancouver, I suppose, and they were slinging the modern cards, so I'm going to go over the top eight and then disappear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The way the top eight broke down is, God damn it, quit moving. (laughs) Okay. No, no, sometimes the computer just does not cooperate. Like, I'm hitting the down thing, and it just kept going. So we have Florian Cock, (laughs) 2-1 over Daniel Ward. (laughs) Tom Martell loses to Dan Lathier. 2-0. 2-0. We have Alexander Hain, 2-1 over Stefan Speck. We have Jesse Moulton, 
he loses to Robbie Schmidt, 2-1. Robbie Schmidt over Alexander Hain, 2-0. Dan Lothier over Florian Koch, 2-0. Dan Lothier, 2-1 over Robbie Schmidt. And I think it's I think it's Lanthier, and I'm pretty sure. Hey man, Canadian Lanthier, give it some French, man. Lanthier. Lanthier. Okay, yeah, I got that. That's good. I like that one. Okay, so one of the six that we said was probably right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we messed up Alexander Hain or Tom Martell. No, 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 specifically for that guy's name. (laughs) Alexander Top Hain or Alexander Hain, you know, defending Canadian soil with the top eight. That's sweet. Mm -hmm. He's like their big dude. Or one of them, rather. Nope. So what won? What I expected to win? What most people expected to win? True. That was Splinter Twin. Splinter Twin was, was the eventual winner. But we did uh, We did have a pretty sweet top eight. Uh, Who did? Holy oh, shit, that's a thorn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler I knew you'd point alert. that out eventually. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Will. We're going to break down the uh, top list uh, that we know how it works a billion times over. Uh, Mr. Lanthier's yes. Red Twin? Yes, I would love to. He runs 13 creatures. Four Deceiver Exarchs, two Pestermite, these are the combo pieces. Three Snapcaster Mage, two Grim Lava Mancer for some spice, and two Vondion Click. Vondion Click. We have four Serum Visions, one Flame Slash, two Cryptics, four Lightning Bolts, Four remand, two electrolyze, one dispel, one peak. That's awesome. I'm it's, sorry. It's pretty awesome. It's very good. Hey, can I go for it? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, one spell snare, and then four splinter twins. So he's not running kiki-jikis. He is very much more dedicated to just the value plan and has the combo out as a thing. But, I mean, like, he can definitely kill you without splinter twin for sure. I just get a kick out of the peak. He's like, a taxi and probe my ass. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to run. Yeah, I would rather run the one that's an instant like I mean it allows a lot of value for him to be able to hold that up and cast it you know it looks the same exact thing as, as the same way as the spell and uh, mm-hmm. the spell's a scary one so. he has one desolate lighthouse which is awesome sideboard uh, one dispel one dismember only one spell skite kind of a shock uh, one sower of temptation that's pretty awesome one jace architect of thought two negate uh, Jace Architect is pretty good in the mirror. <laughs> two Ancient yeah. Grudge, two Blood Moon, one Engineered Explosives, two Karanos, and one Shatterstorm. Wow. That is a sweet list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We sound all like Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Michael, would you love to go over, uh, Robbie Schmidt's second place deck since Angelo wants nothing to do with this? It's modern, guys. Come on. Modern's awesome. Angela will give you the Doran deck to go over. So (laughs) I think you'll enjoy that one. Done. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Robbie Schmidt coming in second plate. Affinity. I got to check and see if a Shatterstorm was cast in the finals. (laughs) All right. While you do that, I should go over the deck list. There were 25 creatures. There were four Arcbound Ravager, four Signal Pest, four Vault Scourge, two Mebnite, three Steel Overseer, one Master of Ethereum, three Etch Champion, and four Ornithopter. So definitely in game two, Lanthier cast a Shatterstorm. Sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. I think the one thing I will say I think is cool is after we spent all that time talking about Affinity, here it is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a very powerful list. This Arcbound Ravager is one of the most broken two-drops of all time. Aside from Burn, it's probably the Burn Infect, this, and Amulet Boom, probably the four fastest back in format. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can get some You can debate Twin. Things. Yeah, you can debate Twin versus Infect, or uh, Affinity on speed. Uh, depends on twin draw. Can you draw. turn three kill in, in Affinity? Um, if you're running Simeon Spirit guys, but no. <laughs> okay. So yeah. But uh, Affinity is normally turn three to four kill if they get their fast hand. It's all, almost three. 
Um, well, I'll take it. They have a one thought cast, three galvanic glass, four cranial plating, four string leaf drum, one welding jar, four mox opals. Welding jar is sweet. Uh-huh. Two and soul artifacts. That's very spicy. Hey, when that spring leaf drum becomes useless, he's better as a 5-5. Five five. Yeah, no shit. And then, like, the three galvanic blasts as well, like, the split, you know, not being in the favor of Thoughtcast. He doesn't want to draw cards, he just wants to kill you or kill blockers. Right, I like it. And then, lands, we have 16, one island, four blank moth, four ink moth, three glimmer void, and four dark steel citadel, which for some reason they have under artifacts and not lands on this list. Mike, that was a good catch. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would have read that off under artifacts. Yeah, no shit, good dicks. <laughs> He's only running 12 lands, what the hell? Yeah, I missed, I missed the top eight, so I went back to see what it was, and then I saw that last night, and I'm like, why is this under artifacts? I mean, sure, it's an artifact, but it's a land. Yeah. Five also can become a, but the thing is, it's probably becomes a five-five yeah. five as well, very quite often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great target for your soul. Anybody oh, yeah. who's ever drafted, what was that M14? M15. M15 knows that. It's still in standard. It's a thing. It is. In the sideboard, we have one etch champion, two spellskite, two whip flare, two ancient grudge, three thoughtsies, one wear tear, one illness in the ranks, two spell pierce, and one Hercules recall. Illness in the ranks. Wait a minute. What's the up? Affinity deck is running Hercules Recall? Oh, dude, the it's, mirror. Great. it's great. In the mirror, and anytime somebody says Damnation, you go, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it like Shatterstorm and Response, yep. I Hercules yeah. Recall. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's defensive. It's, it's kind of like a welding jar, but a little bit better for your whole board. Yeah, I mean, it puts it in, in your hand, yeah. though, and doesn't keep in play. Yeah, but how fast they drop things out, though. Yeah, they it's just... It's not really a huge issue. Hmm. It's either good turn ones of, yeah, I have seven cards in hand, now they're on the board, go. Yeah, those are the good ones. All right, so, Angela, would you like to go over that Obzon list? Yeah, that was Mr. Cock. No, that was, uh, wait, yeah. Yeah, 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 Mr. Mr. Ha-ha. <laughs> I will go all over this, Cock. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> You're welcome. So we have two Liliana of the Veil. This is Planeswalker package. He has an instant package of three Abrupt Decay, Dismember, and three Path to Exile, because that's just right. He has 11 sorceries. Three of those are Thoughtseize. Three of those are Inquisition of Kozilek. I kind of like Inquisition a little bit better in Modern, but I can see it. Uh, I like the 3-3 three, three split. Uh, it's good. I would like a 2-4 myself, but no, I get it. Um, I'd take a 3-2 over a... Uh, I like a 3-3 three, three because Thoughties can actually hit the uh, Splinter Twin when right. Inquisition, Inquisition can't. Because so, sure. if they have like a Pestermite and a Deceiver or a Double Deceiver, that's not going to do anything. Okay, uh, we have a Maelstrom Pulse. We have four Lagering Souls. We have an artifact that's a Batter Skull. Yes. Because if you're going to play an artifact, Jitte is banned in this format, so you play Batter Skull. <laughs> <laughs> Creatures! We have three Noble Hierarch, four Tarmogoyf, two Scavenging Ooze, four Siege Rhino, a Tasker, the Golden Fan, and one Doran the Siege Tower. Motherfucker. This dude is just awesome because he's fighting one Doran. I'll take it. I'll be happy with it. And his name is Cock. And his name is Cock. God. And it kind of uh, ends yep. those board states of Siege Rhinos because they'll just trade now. Yes. Yeah, that's good. So no um, more turn after turn of draw go. We have he has the Gavany Township and the Vault of the Archangel. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And two Stirring Wildwoods. Look at that. Sweet. So we have a sideboard that looks like one more Liliana, two Stony Silence, two Timely Reinforcements, a Memora side. Yes, I'm not lying. What? He's running a Memora side. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, interesting. A Zealous Persecution. Good. A Fracturing Gust. A Duress. A Slaughter Pack. A Rune Halo. A Disfigure. A Curse of Death's Hold. And two Ley Lines of Sanctity. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, never mind. Never mind. I, I found out the answer. I, it took me a second. So the last list we talked about had uh, the illness in the ranks, right? And this has curse of death holds. And I was like, oh, what do you? What's what's going on? What single type of creature do you want to name for one ones or have just minus one ones? And I realized it's lingering souls and spirits. That uh, it helps uh, with a, like the illness in the ranks was an affinity, so it's easier to cast. Oh yeah, and yeah. And, and I mean, it also shuts even, off just, one of the two combo pieces for uh, twin. Splinter twin. Yeah. It disables uh, Pathfinder. Make all the eggs. Hang on, hang on. It'll disable both of them because it'll make the Deceiver Exarch a 1 4. Yeah. So it'll it'll swing for 0 and the Pestermite dies. Yep. So it actually is just really oh, that's right. against I'm thinking Engineered Plague for some reason. Yeah, I was too. Uh, <laughs> and it's not. Yeah, that's probably why you were thinking yep. is because I talked about creature types. Yeah. But it's just tokens, which is sweet. So yeah. Such a cool deck. Because of the one Doran? No, no, no. Just in general, it's just a cool deck. Like, I like the sideboard where he's just like, you know what? I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to build my sideboard the way you should build eternal format sideboards. It's going to be a bunch of one-ofs. Yeah, it's just a lot of super, super high-impact cards. Right. Like, this is what I need for this matchup. I'm going to put it in there, and hopefully I'll draw it. If I draw good all day, I'll do really well. <laughs> and that's what toolbox decks are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Will, would you like to go over both Amulet Bloom decks or just condense them into one? Yes, I would love to. There are all very right. – I actually looked at this – and basically, the the numbers are pretty close, aside from the fact that um, one list is running Ancient Stirrings and the other one is not. So that kind of wonks up the numbers on the other one. I mean, but, the Sinning uh, Spirit Guides are a little bit off in numbers, but other than that... It's yeah, yeah, I mean, just the, the, yeah. All, all the other cards. That's, that's the only card that is absent, okay? So let's go mm-hmm. over Alex Haynes. Not Alexander, Alex. His Amulet Bloom deck, because he is Captain Canada, the man. Uh, we got four Primeval Titan, because it's the craziest creature ever made. <laughs> it's so dumb. Bold statement. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's, have you seen what it does? I have. Wow. Um, two Azusa, Lost But Seeking, one Simeon Spirit Guide, or three. We have four Summer Blooms, four Serum Visions, and this guy is running four Ancient Stirrings. We have four Summoner's Pack, two Pack of Negation, one Slaughter Pack. <laughs> three Hive Mind, and four Amulet of Vigor. We have 27 lands. A lot of them are the Karoos from Ravnica. We have the Vesuva, Slayer, Slong, Slayer Stronghold, Sunhome Fortress of the Legion. That's our that's our kill. And, uh, that's, you know, that's about it. Cavern of Souls to name Giant. Giant. <laughs> Pack! <laughs> or if you need a food Yeah, down, I know, man. I, I really butchered that one a little bit. I, <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice. Oh, I noticed. I, I might have been muted, but I noticed that. And, oh, yeah. Like, I also have an argument for the whole... Uh, Craziest creature ever created? Yeah, I mean, it's, but, did, like, did you guys watch the Pro Tour? You, you see what this thing Wait, does. It's, yeah, it's nuts. It's absurd. insane, but I will make the argument still that Gristlebrand. Gristlebrand. It's Gristlebrand. Gristlebrand. I agree with Gristlebrand. You're right. You're, right. You're <laughs> definitely correct. I would rather draw seven cards than get two lands. Just no like doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, in this deck, it's four on one turn. Yeah. I still I mean, would rather draw seven cards. I, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt, but Gristle, I mean, Gristlebrand also allows you to just kill them in one shot, too. That's what, it's all about it. Anyway, um, we got th- three Leyline of Sanctity in the sideboard. One Hornet Queen, one Chalice of the Void, one Nature's Claim, one Ghost Quarter, three Motherfucking Thrag Tusk, three Pyroclasm, one Dismember, and a Swan Song. The other guy's sideboard is different, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. I will do that for you. <laughs> The other guy's sideboard is one Slaughter Pack, one Bajugabog, which I'm actually a fan of in that board. Bajugabog! One Chalice of the Void, one Engineer Explosives, one Fire Spout, one Ghost Quarter, one Hornet Queen, two Pyroclasm, two Seal of Primordium, a Sigarda Host of Herons, and three Swag Tusks. Swag Tusks. 
Oh, You're doing good, Mike. Keep going. <laughs> oh, that was it. <laughs> that was next? the sideboard. No, is that, the, right. is that everything? <laughs> I mean, it was the other Amulet Bloom deck. The only yeah. real difference in the main was uh, the second guy had no Ancient Stirrings and three Simeon Spirit Guide, and I believe one additional land. Right yeah, that's that? correct. It's up one yeah. land. Yep. yep. Okay, so Tom Martell is on Infect. Infect's a sweet deck. Okay, uh, go over that one. We talked about that one ad nauseum two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear about that deck, go back two weeks. Yeah. I think that's... Hey, uh, Dano Ward is uh, running Bogles. Bogles! I love Bogles. Played that yeah. before. We got uh, four Slippery Bogles, uh, two Spellskites, four Glade, Cobra Scout, Glade Cover Scouts, four Core Spirit Dancers, and we got a bunch of crap to put on them. whole bunch of pants. Four Hyena Umbra, four Rancor, two Spirit Mantle, three Unflinching Courage, four Daybreak Coronet, four Ethereal Armor, and four Spider Umbra. Lands, there's 20 of them. Horizon Canopy is the good one. Sideboard. We have one choke, two core firewalker, one fog, two stony silence, three path to exile, four leyline of sanctity, and two nature's claim. Will, you left out my main man, Dryad Arbor. Fuck the Dryad Arbor. You know, I... I, I Helps against Liliana. Yeah, 21 lands. There's a fog in the top eight of a major... Yeah, player. there is. There is. I mean, if he's just going to one-shot them the next turn, yeah. all, the fog is good enough against the uh, against the combo deck. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I'm assuming it comes in the Splinter Twin. Yeah, that's exactly what... Just... I mean, either that or, like, uh, the Robots deck. I mean, if it's mm-hmm. a race situation, like, yeah, fog, fog's probably good enough. Really good against Infect, too. Yeah. Which is... Because they'll go for the... Was... Oh, man. Go for the big kill and then just fail. And fog. <laughs> Although there could be awkward situations in both the Infect and the Splinter Twin matchups where they have a counter spell, whether it be spell peers to spell, mm-hmm. or even if you only have one mana untapped yeah, or manned. So well, I, I mean, would have. You know, yeah. It's still yeah. pretty tech. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see, did we touch on every deck? Uh, Jesse Moltons, we did not. He was an Obzon. Okay. He had three Liliana's available. His deck is terrible. He's not running fucking Doran. That, that's that's the difference. There's that a Liliana over a Doran. That is actually uh, the difference. He also did do your split on Inquisition and Thothies, or Inquisition two Thothies. Nice. Mm-hmm. He is running three Abrupt Decay and three Path to Exile with Infant, so no Dismember. Um, other than that, it looks like the same exact package as the other obs on list, except for no Stirring Wildwood. And the sideboard is way different. Yeah. Yeah, he goes with the creeping corrosion instead of the fracturing gust. Huge difference. Double zealous, he has a thrun. Yeah, I love the four Fulminator Mages. Yeah, four Fulminator, two Stony Silence, two Ley Lines. Fulminator seems real good against the uh, twin matchup, because if they get any steam vents, you just keep them on three or less lands. They can't really ever do much. And, you know, when you get into those mid-rounds and you're playing against Scapeshift, it's really good mm-hmm. there, too. Good against it also helps deck, against the, the, uh, as well. the Bloom deck, yeah. yeah. With the trigger on the stack, kill land. Now, destroying two lands at once. Get them Karoos out of there. Right, right. Plus, I mean, it's just a nice tech or burn. I think, I think Fulminator Mage is just, like, main deckable in the format. You just, I mean, he's so good. Yeah, there's some people playing Jund with it in the main deck, but, like, we haven't seen much of that make splashes. Yeah. There's just every deck has lands that you want to kill. Mm-hmm. All of the decks do. All of them. So, hey, guys... Blue Moon, I don't know. Mono Island? <laughs> there. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> you and your damn logic is not accepted here. <laughs> we're supposed to be... Com- work either. <laughs> I mean, we're supposed to be completely ir- uh, illogical and just, you know, as over the top as we can possibly... Hey, man, let him do his thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't make him someone else. I'm not, but I'm not going to make myself somebody else either. Which, right, speaking of, guys, um, we have entered a pack 
to with one of our sponsors and we need to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back in a moment. Hello, everyone. Are you tired of shopping at the same big retailers for your singles? You know, they're just overcharging you and the money's not really going to anything good. Well, look, I got the alternative for you. And quite frankly, this is the next big one. Just a little bit down the road. You're getting in on the bottom floor. This is where you want to be. So if you need sealed product, you need singles, you need anything magic related, whether it be sleeves or anything else, you can get a hold of Titan Game Shop at TitanGameShop.com. That's T-A-I-T-A-N. Very important there. These people will be able to take care of anything you need as far as your magic needs go. And do you like playing in tournaments? Well, hell, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, we're talking IQs. We're talking PPTQs. We're talking just everything big you can think of. Plus, they still have this stuff, like multiple pre-releases, Friday Night Magic, and everything else. And you can find them right there in Hobo if you're from the Pittsburgh area. Check them out. Shoot them an email. They, they'll send you, you know, buy lists and what have you. And you can shoot that email at titancards at gmail.com. Good people, good sponsors. Check them out. Hello and welcome back to the Pit Ups Podcast. <laughs> you guys thought I fucked up, huh? Anyway, so. No. <laughs> fuck you both. <laughs> so, uh, the next portion of this cast is going to be dominated heavily by MTGO. And it's yeah. not my fault, really. Um, it's just I kind of what happened. You. Hashtag Blameworth. Hashtag yeah. BlameAngelo. <laughs> you know what? Dude, it, I don't care. if Angelo, it's your fault. If the hashtag was BlameAngelo and it got trending, I'd be cool with it. <laughs> I'm trending. Yay. Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about is a set that is going to be released on Magic Online only. This is similar to the uh, Masters editions that we used to play. Well, we're going to remaster. I like Masters edition. I think it's super fun. Right. We're going to remaster Tempest, though. Awesome. So what they're going to do is they know that, okay, Tempest was a huge fucking set, or a huge uh, block, right? It was like, what, 800 plus cards? Uh, probably, yeah, probably close to that. It's like, it, it would be 138 or so for the small ones, and then... 621 cards. Yeah, that's the number, 621. So oh. he said, let's shorten that down, and they're going to shorten that down to a normal set A lot set of them size. aren't going to be useful. No. They're shortening it down to a normal set size, um, and we're... 269. 269. It's going to contain 101 commons, 80 uncommons, 53 rares, 15 mythic rares, and 20 basic lands, because why not, right? Um, what you're going to get in each pack, four three ninety nine. Go to the bots. Bots. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get ten commons, three uncommons, one rare or mythic rare, one basic land. I don't like the idea of the mythic rare because those did not exist. So you think that uh Yeah, but they kinda have to bump that up so wastelands aren't everywhere. Do you think the wasteland's gonna be a mythic rare? Well yeah, yeah. but that's the thing though. They release Tempest regularly online, Mike. Like there's Tempest drafts every year for at least a month, so And they're uncommon. Yeah, I mean they they definitely exist. It's just I mean I think this is gonna be more heavily drafted than the normal Tempest release. And I think it's actually going to... It should be a really cool format. Whenever they get to build a set, you know, out of out of existing sets, like the Masters have gotten better each time. Yes. So Agreed. I think this should be pretty good. And this is a, a pretty pretty quality uh, card pool. This is when, you know, Limited was actually thought of as a format um, at this point in time. This is kind of when they're starting to do that. Very aggressive, though. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things that we need to know is, one, there's one picture up, and it is Bottle, bottle Gnomes. gnomes. Yeah. Like, no questions asked. Bottle Gnomes is in this set. Um, one of the other things Probably that... be a pretty sweet card to draft. Yeah. One of the other things I did notice was the... Uh, on the team, 
uh, initial concept in game design. Adam Prozac was the lead, so I can guarantee you Merfolk Looter will also be in that 269. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like, this is just going to happen, trust yeah. me. Adam um, Prozac, man, that's cool. This is the first thing I've seen his name on. Yeah, this is his first lead, so, like, you know. His first lead, I think he was on, uh, I think Fate Reforged as well. Oh, groovy. Yeah, he was a secondary on that, but no, it's just yeah. one of those things I can absolutely guarantee we're going to see that card in there. Um, <laughs> as you need to. I mean, yeah, I don't know. The thing and where you like, can't play divination, give us a looter. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like you guys were saying about the wasteland, like do I think it'll be mythic? Probably, but at the same time, I don't think it should be because they supposedly are creating this for a draft, right? And when does an uncommon like mana hoser ever really do anything? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. One? And I don't. I mean, I don't think they're gonna. Build. They might bump it to rare. I can but, see that. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's it just another thing uncommon. I think it should. So do I. I, I would Wastelands for everyone. Hell yeah. It was the Oprah for Wastelands. Oh, okay. I got that now. All right. Let's <laughs> think about that for a second. <laughs> um, again, though, the Tempest uh, block was a very – it was a cool block. Um, there, the, I thought the storyline through that point in time, you're following the crew of the Weatherlight. I thought it was really sweet. Yeah. The block was what? It was Tempest, Exodus, and Stronghold. Stronghold. was the middle one, yeah. Ooh, dude. I wonder if my Megram deck's going to be in here. I used to draft the fuck out of that. Probably will, Angelo. <laughs> it might be, but oh. I mean, since they're taking cards from all three it for might one be pack. Right. Yeah. I don't know if the deck will still exist, even though that was a very. Yeah, but you good can draft. try. You can try to force it. Oh, I will. I'll try at least once. Guaranteed. Um, they say they, they definitely say they talk about uh, having multiple strategies, you know. So I mean, they really, I guess they really drafting. worked on this. Yeah, they have drafting like uh, vintage masters did. So like, if that's the case, for those of you who did draft vintage masters, like it was pretty clear signals of what archetype decks weren't open. So like getting cut out of a strategy, if you could at least slightly read signals, you didn't really end up with those like botched draft decks where it's like it started out so strong in pack one and halfway through pack two and then dropped off. Yeah, normally you knew what she was doing by like pick three of Vintage mm-hmm. Master. Yeah, I didn't play Vintage Masters. Ah. She got a late uh, Goblin and uh, one of the uh, was it the War War Chief and the Ringleader. Yeah, you got one of those like fourth pick. You took that if there was nothing. Leader's a very better. good card. Yeah, it's a good switch. One. You go okay. I guess I'm the Goblin. You know pretty quickly though Vintage Masters. Or even a Caravex Torch. That color's really good. Yeah, I, I hope to know very quickly in this too. I hope this is a well put together like modern or Vintage Masters set where. You know, good, strong draft strategies, not, you know, watered down with cards that don't fit the draft. Yeah, that's what, that's what I feel like this is going to be. They're just going to take, because look, it, it, there are a lot of bad cards in old magic. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, like, you, you young kids out there fucking up my lawn. You, know, <laughs> you don't, you know, all the cards are playable these days. Like, there are cards that aren't playable in, in all these old blocks. You know, so to, to get rid of, you know, probably, probably a good hundred just unplayable cards is going to be a step mm-hmm. up. Sure. Yeah, just look at our show if you've been listening since the beginning. Remember, we used to do like the worst card in the set. Like, it's become difficult difficult to pick that. And, it's real hard. And it like, wasn't, everything is at least a 23rd card. Yeah, and it wasn't when you look back, you know, a couple years. So, yeah, it's, it is what it is. Anyway, so another magic online thing that's going on is, uh, they gave, uh, Worthful Report put out a big write-up today, and I will quickly try to go over this as easily as possible for everybody. He's basically saying, I'm sorry for 2014, we fucked up and we realized that. <laughs> I mean, he he said it flat out. It's yeah, like, that's you know, that's pretty close. Um, you know, you do, he says we still have not delivered the magic online experience you all deserve. 
So that says we fucked up and we get it. Um, leagues, again, he said this was in 2014, so, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but they will be out in 2015. He promises that. Um, and aside from that, there's going to be no big features put in MTGO. Rather, this year is going to be spent fixing annoyances that degrade your experience on a daily basis, such as memory leaks, crashing, a better UI and UX, fewer card bugs, and shipping fixes when stuff does slip through, um, and doing it with more urgency. I know that we talked a couple weeks ago about the letter uh, or maybe, no, it wasn't even on this show, but it might have been on another show I was on. Anyway, the heads up up at Hasbro said that Magic Online is going to be a focus this year, you know, when they put out their yearly uh, mm-hmm. report from Hasbro. So I'm hoping. There's a lot of money to be made there. I mean, they're, yeah. they're in a really there's good a lo- market. There's a lot of money lost, though, too, in 2014. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. it's very, it's very close to skirting the law. It's a good thing that, you know, it's grandfathered in and all that stuff, but, uh, you know, it's, it's close to the poker thing. So for them to be able to continue to do it, they should really exploit the market. Yeah. So I'm going to steal somebody else's quote here, but I'm going to read the end of this and ask you guys a question. He says, we appreciate that you have stuck through, stuck with us throughout some frustrating and difficult times. You deserve better. And as a company, we are 100% to committing, committed to delivering the quality experience you expect from a brand as beloved as magic. So the quote I'm going to steal is, is he pissing on us and telling us it's raining? I mean, it definitely sounds <laughs> like he's blowing shit up or blowing smoke yeah. up our ass, man. That's like this last sentence here. This is, that's a good one. <laughs> It is, but, I mean, this moves us to our topic for the week, which is, you know, MTGO in general. Like, there's definitely pros to being on MTGO. There's definitely cons, um, and not with the K, like, actual, like... Are there dragons and cons? Um, uh, no, they're dead, remember? Hey, we, we change that. We haven't gotten back there yet, so they're still oh, dead yeah. in my timeline, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, there are legitimate cons to playing this, and like, and there are definitely pros. And I, real quickly, I figured all of us can go over a couple of the pros that we see, and you know, I'll start this out just to give you guys an example. Like, one of the pros is, in my eyes, as an older player, the ability because you know, real life gets in the way. And if it wasn't for MTGO, I probably still wouldn't play Magic because I don't have to worry about my work schedule as far as me actually getting to play. All I have to do is just say, hey, I have a three-hour hole. I can go play Magic. Yeah. And that's a definitely... definitely Instant play. availability. Yeah. yeah. The, the ability to sit down and within five minutes be drafting or, or um, you know, at the beginning of every hour starting in a daily tournament if you want to do that. It's very nice. And also the reward structure is very good so that it, it allows for uh, a talented player to continue to play at a very... Uh, cheap discounted rate, rate <laughs> to uh, anything approaching what you would pay in real life in a local game shop because of the ability to rebuy with packs. Mm-hmm. There's like, also like the price and availability of cards. Like if you look at cards like uh, the Dual Lands from Alpha and Beta Revised, those are expensive as crap in paper. I mean, sure, there's thousands. been a lot more packs opened online, but and when Vintage created. Masters is out, you wanted an, a, tro- a Volcanic Island, it was like $25. Yeah. Versus $250, so. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a supply and demand thing. They can always digitally print more, but they're never going to print more in real life. But there are some cards that uh, yeah. were not, uh, they're more, a lot more online. Like, I think for a short span of time, it was like Hercules Recall was like, Twenty plus dollars online. Yeah, there will be spikes. Force O Will Lion's Eye Diamond. <laughs> look up <laughs> the price of those cards in real life, then yep. go look at them online. 
those are way more expensive online. So no, for standard, I mean, like cards like Elspeth tend to stay the same online versus in paper, like twenty dollars. They'll be 25. they'll be slightly cheaper online. Yeah. They'll be about twenty five percent cheaper usually. The mm-hmm. mythics are usually about ten percent cheaper. Realistically, okay. the rares mm-hmm. are usually about twenty five percent cheaper, and like commons and uncommons. There might be two that's over a nickel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Unless it's that really, really powerful uncommon. But Stoke like that, the Flames only like 90 cents online. Used to be four tickets. It, it was. Sell. But nobody ever plays. And the reason for that is because no one plays M15. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I played a lot. I loved M15. I liked the core drafts. Yeah, it was weird. Like, they canceled the sealed events for M14, or M15, sorry. And the reason they did it was because one hadn't fired in like two and a half months. Wow. Yeah. So, like, no one was playing. At least that's heads up. Yeah. So, like, they're seeing people aren't playing and they're doing something about it. Whether it's good that they pulled it or not, like, at least they're paying attention. Yeah. I, I like it because at this point I've, I'm pretty much done with my M15 stuff. And now those dailies have all switched to, you know, the current format that I'm not done with. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy that, but... Um, I yeah. also like the availability of the Popper format uh, on MTGO. I've played Popper for a very long time, uh, probably, probably five or six years now. I've been playing Popper, and uh, my total investment is still under a hundred dollars. And I have you know ten or twelve decks available that I can play at the top tier of the game, and um, you know I've been able to play in dailies and top eight them for a very long time. So, and Popper is, and that's realistically like it's, it, it's, it's a magic online online format. That's the only yeah. place where you're going to really see it. Really, that's the truth. And, and like it's it's become a lot more supported. It, um, when I first started playing, it was just user leagues and um, user generated tournaments, etc. And now it's a daily you know format that mm-hmm. gets prizes and all that stuff. Yeah, which, they also um, another magic online format, as it were. And there's a couple of them. There's Momir Vig. There's um, which is really hilarious to play. Love yeah, it's, it's challenging. It's uh, a good, a good it's challenging and so much luck, but so much fun. You yeah. could not do this in real life either. You just couldn't. Like the card, you wanted to randomize the card database. <laughs> the, the card pool that you would have to have to do it. Like it's just absurd. Um, and then also, paper, but either way, just the time it would take to do that. Like go and gather, search this mana cost, and then have to randomize all that and write it down. That would just be so tedious. Yeah, there's also four pack sealed, which is a real cool mm-hmm. sealed format, you know. There's phantom sealed as well, mm-hmm. which is just sealed with it, but cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get to keep the stuff, but like it, you get the practice for a very cheap discount versus keeping the pack. Yeah. So I mean definitely Will's on to something there when he said, you know, popper and in general just the online formats that you don't see in real life. Like those are cool. They they definitely do, you know, keep you playing. Um some other pros, um, if, if you guys think of one, just speak up immediately. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I paid my rent for three months playing Magic Online. Oh, yeah, it's doable. Wow. So, yeah. you know, I was, uh, I was playing two daily constructed events in block format, so my deck was even cheap to buy in, and uh, just went three and one, basically, in all of them, and was able to do that for a couple months. I bought a computer off of Magic Online. You know? yeah. Didn't spend uh, yeah, my own money. You sold just, all your cards, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. sold a bunch of crap and was like, here I go, I'm buying a computer. I mean, like, you can make money playing Magic Online. It's not as easy as it is in real life. Um, because of the fact that they, they the don't cards all individually cheaper. are cheaper yep. and right. selling them is harder, et cetera. Yeah, and then you got to sell the tickets for less than what the tickets are worth after selling them. Probably 90 cents versus a dollar, but... Right. I, I, I don't know. So depending on who you sell it to, you can get upwards mm-hmm. of like 97 cents. Yeah, I've got yeah. I've got 96, 97 cents for sure. But uh, so actually, at one point in time, you were able to sell them for like a dollar fifteen to uh, Europeans. 
What? Because they were charged, they were charged one euro to to do it. Oh, okay. So, so they were like, due to conversion. Yeah, yeah. This was in uh, I guess 2010, right? Okay. Okay. Um, and you know, there's a lot of good that goes with Magic Online. Now, if you're on the fence on whether or not you want to play, and I know a lot of people out there are like, should I play, start playing Magic Online? Depends on how good your computer is, really. It, it really does. Like, if you have a, a decent computer. And I don't want to say a great computer because you don't really need a great computer. But if you have a decent, years old. You know, if you have a decent computer, what you need realistically is four gigs of RAM to make it function, eight to make it function right. Anything more than that, and you're never going to run into a problem. Um, and it, it, yes, the cons. There are bugs. Christ, there are bugs. Oh man, I mean, this is a crazy game with a lot of cards and a lot of very strange interactions. That guess what? The coders sometimes miss. And they have to go back and fix it after, you know, we say, hey, um, this card doesn't work with this card right. There was a, a period of time where if you conceded while your opponent was scrying, they revealed what they were scrying. Which I actually used a lot in the draft. It's like, oh, I'm dead already and they're scrying now? Concede. Yeah, so you can Just see. Just for that have. information. Mm-hmm. Um, the the new V4 versus V3. V3 was a lot more functional, uh, yeah. but V4 is getting there. Yeah, V3 also had a lot more time in development, a lot more patches and fixes. It you know, its release wasn't super that super great either. No, it was bad. Its release was bad, but you know, at the end, it was it was very functional. It looked old as dirt, but that was fine. I mean, how you needed it. Yeah, if you just wanted to play cards, it was good and. V4 well, is getting there. We got V4. Yeah, we're we're a couple months in now, right? Like six months since the then since the mass swap. Yeah, since the you must play. Yeah. Um, and it's only I don't, six months. Wow. Is it? It's either six or eight months. Yeah, it's probably been about eight. I think it was June. So yeah. Like, was it June? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's it's been eight months. I mean, it, I mean there are definite cons. Uh, one of the big ones is like. It really does suck when you get booted from a tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like, playing in one. One timeout, you're just gone. Yeah, after 10 minutes of you being out, they just kick you out of the tournament. And well, that's the same thing as a real tournament, though. It is, but well, the that's, thing just is, a, that's just a loss of a round. They don't drop you from the whole thing for one round. That's true. Yeah, sometimes you don't even know on Magic Online. Like the one time I was mm-hmm. playing, and I just watched my timer just continue to tick, saying round two. Yeah, it's. And I'm like, what the hell? It and, is very unfortunate when when that does not fire, but usually they will refund your money. Yeah, they do refunds very well, very quickly. They fix that. I mean, they're they're even better than what they used to be because if you did win something in the tournament, hey, guess what? You get to keep that. Yeah, you still get to keep it. And we're still mm-hmm. going to give you full compensation for what you paid to get into this tournament, which where before it was like, well, if you won two packs and you put in three packs and two tickets, we're going to give you a pack and two tickets. Mm-hmm. So they fix that. The way I see it, at least. Um, it also, another con, and this is going to sound like a strange one, it can suck up a lot of your money. Mm-hmm. It's true. Be having the instant access, the availability, if you're, it's very if you're addicting. not running very well, you can spend money for sure. I mean, yeah. just like just like real magic, except, <laughs> hey, buddy, you want another one? Yeah, you want another one? It's just like, you know, you get into that mode, and, you know, it's happened to all of us. It's happened to me. We're like, oh, just I'll get them this draft. 8-4 again. Yeah. It's like, oh, the, these last two decks were so good. How did I lose round one? Jump in another one. Yeah. yeah, and before you know it, it's like, holy Christ, I dropped 100 bucks today on Magic Online. Or, you know, you get drunk and you start buying cards. Instant access to buying cards and you can't cancel that order. (laughs) You can't call up uh, Titan Games in the morning and go, hey, cancel that order. Um, 
I, I was drunk. drunk. I did not mean <laughs> to make that order. You know, like this stuff just pops up on your screen and you go, oh, my wallet's gone. Damn. <laughs> I also uh, will note that there is a notable lack of social interaction, which inhibits both gameplay and, you know, the overall experience. Like you, you know, just like in poker, the online versus at the table experience, it, it exists. Yeah, it does. And, uh, you know, I, I think Magic is a really fun game and I like playing it against my opponent and interacting with them and talking about things and yeah you can type and do all that stuff but like yeah but not many people do and you, yeah exactly good you luck at the beginning fault. and then salt whenever are, you talk at something yeah. you have a you have and a chest typing just is killing your time you know right. it's like I have yeah. 25 minutes and it's my 25 like which I think is a big pro like I love I the love chess. the chess clock. I, I can't believe we didn't bring up the, the pros for the clock my god there's some people and you know he doesn't listen to this cast but there's a local player Groff who is like notorious <laughs> for just eating 40 minutes of the clock every round yeah. and uh, you can't do that and I he's talked about how he can't play magic online because he times out every single time so <laughs> yeah I mean it's I, I think it's the fairest way I'm actually it's a shame I love the just do it in real life can't it also I, is a con though because like Combo decks like in Legacy, like High Tide, you and Miracles, you're just so even more hard pressed for time on your turns than in paper. That much more proficient. You don't get extra turns on online. You don't get intentional draws or unintentional draws unless both of you die at the same time. Yep, that's fact. But you know what? Playing those combo decks, I'll be real honest. If you play in real life against somebody who runs a combo deck online, you're thankful that they run that deck online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they just rip through it. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, he knows all of his triggers, he knows all of his clicks, all right. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, when you have to make a thousand of something and you have to continually hit, okay, 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 yeah. it is what it is. You choose that deck. Uh, you could always hit always yield to this trigger and then always yes or always no. But yep. Yeah, there's yeah. tricks. I mean, there's user interface. Yeah. But actually, the new user thing. interface is quite a bit more friendly as well. I think V4, like, mm-hmm. has, has a couple buttons that V3, like, you know, it, it didn't have, so it enables you to control much more with your mouse and not yeah. have to use the keyboard. Holding down M auto tap for the first color on dual lands. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, cut down time. The F keys are, I mean, first thing you do if you F6 do get is dangerous. F6 <laughs> is very dangerous, but learn your uh, F keys because they will help you flat through games. I think it's F4. It's F3 that cancels F3. F3 cancels F6. Yeah. F2 is okay. F4 yields to the next. Yeah, I don't use those. Trailer. I use the mouse, and there's now a button that does all that stuff for you, and you get to read what you're clicking, and then you click it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, I mean, look, I know when I play my first land, I'll hit F6. You know, and I do that for the first two, three turns of a game. It's like I'm tapped out F6. You know, it really sucks. Yeah, I don't when like the game that, man. I like to spam when you the click clicks. the land. When the game's lagging, you click the land, hit F6. Sometimes when the lag stops, it'll be like, okay, you didn't play your land, you pass a turn. Oh no! I, I, I don't. Until it goes into play, I ain't stupid. <laughs> Watch for the lag. The lag is real. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, all in all, like. Look, I would say to anybody who's deciding whether or not they want to jump on MTGO, if you find your regular time actually being able to play shortening, absolutely jump on. Uh, Get in there, because without it, you'll probably walk away from the game before you know it. And if you're also just, you know, just getting older and... Or you just want to get better because realistically, your quality of competition online on a regular Tuesday night is going to be so much higher than 
you going and playing in an eight man draft at your store. It just, you're just going to run into players that are so much better. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all the players from all the stores that care enough to play online. Right. right. Also beware of all those people. Like don't get too offended by your opponents because a lot of them will uh, be very salty when they lose. Yeah. There is a lot of rage online being able to hide behind a computer screen. This is a definite con to the game. Yeah. Definitely be jerks. It's a con, but a lot of people just laugh at them though. Oh yeah. I mean, mean, how do you take it? up to you for sure. Yeah. But uh the first couple times it's real easy to get upset about it and be like, I didn't do anything fucking wrong. What the hell like is this bitching about? Or I had this in my hand for three turns waiting for something. It's like, oh bull crap you did. Yeah, nice top deck fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the most quoted uh phrase on MTGO. Yeah, nice top deck. Yep. <laughs> I remember the other day and I and I couldn't even argue with the guy. He was like, Man, you was just top decking like a champ and I, I realistically was like, actually yeah, like the last six turns I drew the card I needed. Even though I did have three cards in hand and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I've been pop decking like crazy. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no. Yeah, my deck loves me. You're you're so right. <laughs> That's always fun to do to them. When you get They'll somebody run good. really upset and you just oh man, I'm yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> tilt I just respond blameworth and then close. Oh no, I will sometimes <laughs> I'll have conversations with these people. They're like, Man, you're such mm. a luck sack. You know that's what my mother said. She was like, You're coming out of me. You are just so lucky. And they're like, what? I'm like, well, you know, I'm telling you the origins of my luck sackiness. <laughs> Fuck you. And then they rage quit. And I'm like, okay, that's a win. <laughs> um, another cool thing is in the Swiss events, you know, the Bizer wins. Okay. And which is the same in real life. But the thing is, a win on MTGO gets you a pack in a lot of events, which helps you rebuy. And that's just awesome. So even if you're having a bad day and you're in, you know, a draft Swiss and you lose two rounds, but somebody dropped, hey, you're going to win a free pack if you just keep the thing on, <laughs> which I think that's pretty cool. Like, that's that's a nice little pro. Um I don't know. You guys can, you know, chime in what you think. Do you think it's worth it for somebody to, you know, jump on MGGO or not? I, I think it is. I do. It's a good way to improve. Like, say you're a good, either good uh, constructed player or, like, you can adapt to, like, taking a tournament-winning list, learn to play it quickly, and have success with it, but you're limited. It's poor because you can't really do that very well. That's a good way to practice. Yeah, or vice versa. If you're a limited Mm -hmm. player and you're like, I I need to play some constructed, hey, in a week, you'd be shocked at how many games you can get in. Oh, you can Mm -hmm. grind constructed. I mean, actually, I think that building a constructed deck and going infinite is a very very real thing in Magic Online. It's it's hard to go infinite only playing limited, but like the the margins are really good on constructed tournaments. Yeah, you pay you pay six tickets to get in, and you can get like eleven packs. Uh, or 12 packs, something like that. And it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. And even if it's a bad set that you're getting paid out in, those packs are going to be two tickets a piece. Yeah. I mean, you're always, mm-hmm. you're always getting paid for them. So, um, oh, what was it? The worst was, I don't think it was M15. I think it was, there was an uh, M set that was Journey into Nyx. You would pay two tickets for a heads up standard, modern, legacy, whatever. And if you won from paying two tickets, you got a pack worth of 1.75 tickets. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That one was bad. I mean, uh, there's been, uh, Dragon's Maze was a very bad set when he was given that away, but 
realistically, like, yeah, Will said, in, in, it is a lot easier to go infinite and constructed than it is limited. Yeah. It is a it's lot easier. Set. Yeah. Uh, but in... Well, I mean, that and you're, you're paying less for the entry and getting, getting right. the same rewards. That, right, that's exactly why, but it, it you're is... paying more for the deck you're playing. Like, it's a short-term, long-term thing. Yeah, it is so. still very possible to do it in limited. Like, I've... Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate I feel, to say I've gone uh, infinite because I haven't, but I've had stretches where I'll go I six months without well. playing, without yeah. paying a dime to play Magic. And there's something to be said there. <laughs> I haven't had quite six months, but I've had like three to three and a half, but like, yeah. it The feeling is so good to just be able to, hey, I can do this without having to spend any cash, which frees up my paper if I play paper. I haven't paid for a Fate Reforged yet. I, I well, I've no, only done correction. a few, so I paid for the pre-release because you have to, yeah. <laughs> because you have to get that seated, whatever. Right, and, it's, and plus it only takes tickets. You can't use packs, so like I paid for that, and I have not paid since. I think that's pretty good. So anyway, we'll wrap up the topic for the week, and we'll put an end to this section of the show, and we're gonna take another small break and come back with our. Amusing ramblings that we typically like to do after our second break. (laughs) Be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Pittance Podcast is brought to you this week, last week, next week, every goddamn week by the Brainstorm Brewery. Marcel, Jason Alt, Ryan, Corbin, they're holding stuff down with their own podcast over there, which you should absolutely check out. And don't forget to check out the brainstormbrewery.com where they got plenty of good writers you can go check out for your financial needs. Oh, and you can find this show there. Yeah, this one. The one you're listening to, like if you didn't find it on MTG Cast, like it's over there. So you can listen to it over there if you want. Or at least, you know, go by their page and, you know, check things out and, you know, like click on the link to us or something. I don't know. Anyway, brainstormbrewery.com. Go check it out. Well, mm. what the hell have you been up to, man? Um, work. I, uh, have been, uh, actively taking steps, taking steps to work less. Um, I have, uh... Have you taken the big step yet? Not yet. Okay. Because there is one big step that you can just... Yeah, I'm done <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. It'll be... I've, I've, I've decided that I'm probably going to quit my job within a month, and most likely that means that I'm probably going to be walking in the woods sometime in April. Yeah. So, yeah. so for warmer. all of you people out there, you know, um, this is the big reason why Mike's here because I can see these things coming from Will. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, man, you're a this Will. Was a tough winter for me. Yeah, I didn't like it so much. So I just I'm thinking about being outside in the sunshine all summer, and that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. And you know, hello, PhD in Willology. Hey, that's a fact, dude. I've known Will a long fucking time. <laughs> Been a long I'm gonna time. get we one printed out, now. framed for you. But um, what 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 will that uh, diploma get me paid for? <laughs> I don't know something. Whenever Will becomes famous, I don't know. Maybe you're entitled to something. There you go. All right, I'm famous, dude. Or I'm gonna be. You wait, and you'll see. Hey, if you can't be famous. We'll be infamous. Yeah, that's. Pro- I mean, I'm fine with that. That sounds great. <laughs> it, it worked for you know all the uh, presidential assassins, right? We we know all their names. John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, right. Even their middle names. <laughs> you know, we get to know the third name. Tell me Tom know. Cruise's middle name. You don't I don't know, know Abraham Lincoln's middle name. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but, um, you know, I got a new player in my D&D group this week, which is, uh, cool. Um, 
I, I theoretically should have killed my whole party, but I cheated. Bad. Oh, bad too kind. I know, man, I know, I know. Like, no, no sympathy for them, Will. Come on. Well, if it was killing one at a time, that's fine, but full party wipe is pretty brutal. So They could always start over as spirits. If that's yep. what the dice says, man. Flexible. I know, they just couldn't swim, man. They just fell in the bottom of a whirlpool. You know? They were like in a boat. In the <laughs> and boat. they just could not roll well. <laughs> the, boat, the boat was in the water, yeah. Oh, man, they rolled really well at the at the uh, Rolling Twenties game, though. I Man, I got tore the fuck up, like Poor back. I had to have my roommate drive my car home. It was good. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's my life right now. That's what's going on in it. I uh, I try. I was gonna try and play sealed this last week, and I didn't. So I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that this week. Okay, for sure. I'll be cool. doing that as well this weekend. I'm gonna yeah. be doing that as soon as this recording's over. Actually, uh, that's that's my plan. I think there's a uh, daily at midnight. I'm just gonna jump in on that. Oh yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah, brother. I don't know if I can stay up. I mean, I did sleep for like four Great hours this time by doing this. But, uh, yeah, I could probably play a game of League of Legends, and then that would take me right to, right about to midnight. Ah, there you go, uh, yeah. Mike. What the hell have you been up to? How's Home Depot treating you? Cold. Uh, worked outside today, and then rushed here. Um, luckily, I was not outside uh, Saturday or Sunday at work. I was off, luckily, so I didn't have to uh, work in that. <laughs> What are you doing outside? Are you just, are you in the yard? Uh, I'm the lot associate and loader, which means whoever needs help putting something into their car, oh, that's, so that's me. And all the carts outside and the trash at night, that's my job. He's the guy you can hit in the middle of the lot. Have you ever gotten a tip? Yes. That's cool. See, that makes the job totally yeah. worth it. The weirdest tip I got was a mini snick, a bite-sized Snickers. Sweet. But I bet you he was happy to get that. He was like, yes, hell yeah, Snickers bar. Threw it in your <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to eat that. Yeah, they could have gave you two dollars, and you wouldn't have been as happy for the two bucks as you was for that little tiny nope. Snickers bar. Because <laughs> when I do get the five dollars, I am happy because that buys me a pizza at Little Caesars. Yeah, wow, that's true. Right next door. Yeah. yeah. Combo. But it is Little uh, Caesars, and it's hard to call that a pizza. I like Hey, I, I used to work at Kmart, and I did that every once in a while, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I do my job, we don't get tips very often. When we do, I will say that we get tipped pretty well when we do get tipped. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it, I mean, it just makes the whole day better. Yeah. If somebody comes out and hands, like, the whole crew 20 bucks a piece, you're just like, yeah, my day was worth it. Fuck yeah. Let's go <laughs> yep. get some more holes. <laughs> Like or just enough for, like, an, an, a drink is just so nice. So you don't have right. to spend that out of your own pocket. Right. Technically, it's out of your pocket, but, I mean, to you, it's free. They put it into your pocket yes. for, for you. Yeah, buddy. Uh, recently caught up on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. Sweet. Yeah. Wait, we're, uh, on, we're on Season 3, halfway through it. Uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, they're on Season 3, ain't they halfway through it? They took up the mid-season finale was in December. I believe it starts again in March. Yeah, March eighteenth. I want to say that was season two. God damn, that was season two. Seems like ten episodes that forever. Season two, part A, was ten episodes. Mm, okay, I believe it's like March ninth, or I think it's March ninth. It's it, I don't know. It's after the uh, yeah. Agent Carter shit, which I don't mm. know. What do you think of that? Um, I haven't started it. I plan on it now that I finished Agents of Shield. Okay. Um, I know some people who've been watching it who've been te- saying like they are they're enjoying it. Like I sometime I plan on watching uh Arrow. Gotham. You're not watching Arrow? No. Dude, Arrow is I love Arrow. Gotham's terrible. 
The unfortunate thing is I lost my remote for my TV, so it's stuck on AMC. Oh, that's, that's good. Which isn't horrible. I just want to point nice out, now. you work at Home Depot, right? If yeah. you go next door to said Kmart uh, <laughs> we was talking about earlier where you used to work, you can buy yeah, these remote. things in there called Universal Remotes. <laughs> yeah, Universal, you could, or Universal Remonster. I mean, the Internet's just for catching. I mean, I just use the Internet to catch internet up on other shows. Internet is good. You can use so. that to watch stuff. Absolutely. Yes, I can, which I do. Um, um, other than that, uh, I haven't been up to much this past weekend and the week. I mean, between work and weather, I didn't really do much. Uh, I played about, I played two drafts on MTGO, uh, got to the finals in one, lost round one to kind of a top deck and mana screw. Like, his deck, like, the guy's deck wasn't. <laughs> oh, the guy was a lucky motherfucker. <laughs> I got stuck on four lands, was never to flip up my Obzon guide. My opponent's playing Jess guy. He's playing the Firehoof Cavalry. Two of them, I believe. Like, oh, wow. he's not really playing horrible cards, but like, they're not the ideal cards you probably want to be playing. Well, you know, I, I don't know if you've noticed it. I know I have. Like, the Mardu deck has changed completely. Mm-hmm. Where now there's like Molten Snake Skin has become like a valuable card. Yeah. I've drafted, uh, in paper, uh, over the weekend I actually did attend an SCG IQ. So, did top eight that. But in a draft afterwards, you know, lose the first round top eight, quickly jump in a draft as the eighth person. Uh huh. Uh, I went two and one in that draft, drafting red white, and then splashing black for a butcher of the horde, a Mardu charm, and a uh, what's the four man enchantment that gives your creatures plus one plus? Oh, Raider spoils. Oh, okay. I got past the butcher in pack three, fourth pick. Hmm. And then followed that up with uh, Blackwater Cliffs, followed by Mardu charm, followed by Scoured Barons. After I already had the Windscarred Crag, so. Those picks just led one into another and was really nice. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so I've kind of had a interesting week. Um, remember my Valentine's Day uh, complaints, right? Yeah. Well, me and the wife finally got to go to the movies. We went and saw The Kingsman. How was that? I enjoyed it. She enjoyed it as well. Um, I found myself sympathizing with the bad guy, though. I was like, he's right. Because, like, his big thing was, like, I'm going to kill all the people to save the environment. Because... Hold on. You, you forgot spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but his big thing, it's not a heavy spoiler. Um, but he's like, you know, I'm trying to save the environment, and human beings are a virus. And I'm like, I can't argue with that. <laughs> my wife looked over, and I'm sitting there. I got, like, the look on my face. I'm nodding my head. And she's like, really? That was <laughs> going for mass genocide or just selective mass Sur- genocide oh, okay okay still <laughs> genocide so, all of the people or just some of the people who don't need or just particular powerful people who dump their waste of their plans in um people nature. who donate to his cause people who he needs because let's face facts you know the people who are donating can't go farm <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just like random people like that. But for the most part, yeah, you, you, you got the gist. It's like the rich yeah. power, power mongers of the world. You know, he's trying to save them, but kill everybody else. And he has an ingenious way of doing it, which I'm not going to spoil that. Um, oh, but I want to know. After the show, I'll let you know. Um, I don't want to put that on the show. Sorry, Will, you have to wait. Yeah, but absolutely, like, I mean... It was better than Fifty Shades of Grey, and I have not seen Fifty Shades of Grey, but when the wife was like, let's go see Kingsman, I'm like, yes. <laughs> That'll work. Uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, I, I would recommend it to somebody else to go see. Uh, also done, you know, a few drafts over the weekend, and I had one draft in particular I want to talk about. 
Okay, and I, I complained about this on the Facebook group a little bit, but you ever have that draft where you just draft the sickest deck in the world, and you know because you drafted such a good deck that something's going to go wrong somewhere. Yep. yep. It's just like this deck is so yep. good, my mana is going to fuck me at yeah, least once. Blow up right in my Either face. Bad or draw all your late get, get stuck on four lands, discard your fives, get get all lands. There's never a way around that. Right. So I draft a white based Mardu deck. I open up pack one, pick one. And it is a Citadel Siege. <laughs> you do not pass these. No. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. I didn't even see what was else, what else was in the pack. I was like, Citadel Siege, take. Well, um, I mean, you might be able to make an argument for the 2-3 that bolsters 2 and taps down guys when you attack with a creature with a counter on it. Citadel but... Siege gives my creatures plus 2, plus 2 every turn. <laughs> There's <True>. no argument. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in my draft, I took that uncommon guy over a foil schematic revelation in pack 1. I could so. do that but not over Citadel Siege. Um, yeah. It's probably one of the top three. Now, would you take you know? the Outpost Siege over the Uncommon? Um, Both five mana. So. At this point, probably, because I've drafted with Outpost Siege a couple times already. Okay. So like, now at this point, I'm kind of in experimental phase. Uh, but it, Outpost Siege, I just, I, 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 or Citadel Siege, I just don't pass. That's the white one, right? Yeah, the two mana yeah. and two white. Yep. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I just start drafting around the fact that I have a Citadel Siege. So it's just like, you know, a one two's fine for me. It's fine. So do. <laughs> like, I just did you play the one one flyer for one? Uh, no, I did not. I had better one drops. Okay. I had a uh, Monastery Swift Spear. That's fine. I had uh, yep. a, uh, a Carsey High Priest. I had a Mardu Ripper. Like, I'm, I'm playing those. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool, you know, so I'm drafting around this deck, and then I, and, and you know, it's coming together beautifully. So I open up my third pack, you know, it's cons, and I've already got, you know, a couple, uh, the Mardu flip guy that gives you more dudes. Money back brigade. Right. And I, and I have a hoardling outburst already, and things are just going well. You're looking I'm for like, trumpet blasts. And, yeah, uh, I already had a Russia battle. Flare. I think it's Warflare. I'm like, hey, this is just, this is what I need. This is a good one, yeah. So open up pack three, Soren, Solemn Visitor. Thank you. (laughs) And I'm looking, and I'm just like looking at this deck as after it's built, just going, okay, so what can go wrong here? And I get to looking and I'm like, this is heavy white base, so most of my mana's white, so the double white on the siege doesn't hurt me. Um, I guess I could get shut out on my black. Because that's the color that I have the least cards in. It's like, you know, mostly white, red, a little bit of black. And I'm like, okay, I could get shut off on my black. I could see this. So I end up losing a game because, you know, this is, it has to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So I lose in the finals. And <laughs> the one time I'm sitting, the one game that I lose, I'm sitting there with no white mana in play. I have seven lands out. And I have a Citadel Siege in my hand and a Sorn. And I'm just going, you know, if I play either one of these, I win. (laughs) That's awesome. Like, literally, so the turn before I die, or the turn I concede, I should say, (laughs) I get my top card, and it is the one of black-white tap land in my deck. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so good. like, yeah, this is bound to happen. So we go to the next game. And that's just MTGO trolling you. Yeah, and we go to the next game, and, like, I had a little bit of mana issues. Like, I still consider the dude legitimately beat me, because I did actually get to play Soren. I did actually get to play the Siege. Well, there you go. But Mm -hmm. they were spread out a lot. 
And it was like the difference between me getting the first white mana and the second white mana was like eight turns. <laughs> and it was just like he fought through both of them and, and ended up beating me. So I, you know, that one kind of hurt a little bit, but I, I walked away from that just going, fuck, I should have won that tournament. The mm. deck was insane. Now, you said you made it to the finals? Oh, or yeah. Okay, I mean, at least you made it to the finals, so it was an 8-4, I'm assuming? Yep. At least you got four packs out of it, able to draft again, so, like... Should have just split in the finals. Higher EV. I, dude, I never did. They're starting to... They're, I've heard some stories of them looking down on it. Really? Like, some people have been caught, like, splitting a lot in the finals, and, like, I heard one... It was only one story that... uh it happened to someone, and then they lost, like, half of the stuff they had gotten because they drew in, like, five-plus consecutive eight fours. Wow. I, I just don't do it because I, I hate to say it this way, and EV is a thing. Like, I, I understand that completely, yeah. but it's the same reason I will enter a Swiss draft just to enter a Swiss draft. I play Magic online to play Magic. Yeah. So, like, it, if you're telling me, hey... You could get an extra two packs, or you can play an extra game. I yeah, that's that's fair. Game. That's just kind of how I feel about it. It's like you know, if I lose, I lose. If I win, great. Um, it, I don't know. I just I I get on there to play the game, and it's that's how I feel about it. And it, look, I'm not shining, you know, going to frown down on anybody who chooses to split in the finals. Like, knock yourselves out if you're playing for EV, play for EV. I have no problem with that. But that's my personal opinion as far as that goes. Um, but yeah, aside from that, you know, I, I, I had clues on this week. Um, we recorded an imp's prison, so the science guy is back. We're going to, uh, that, that should drop next week. And we have all the science questions, all of them. Awesome. So you guys should enjoy that. We had a good time answering them and, you know, who knows? Like, I know we talked about it afterwards. Um, if enough people like it and listen to it, tell us. Like, tell him, tell me. There's a possibility that it could become a thing. That's awesome. Okay? And, you know, it wouldn't be on MTG Cast or anything, but it would be a thing. Like, we're thinking maybe, you know, we could spare a week or spare a night every, you know, two weeks or possibly four weeks and, you know, open up a website and put it on iTunes ourselves and, you know, become something there. But, you know, you got to let us know. If we don't get the response that we expect, then we're not going to bother with it. Flat out, plain and simple. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's that, that's plenty. Um, I do got a couple shout-outs this week. I want to give a shout-out to Buttercup. He came by with the money for the hotel room. <laughs> well, at least you remembered. <laughs> uh, which, the only problem with it is this kind of sucks because our – Now you have to hold on to it for a while. No, no, no. I'm just going to pay that, for the hotel room. Right. Um, yeah. But our basketball game got canceled Oof. this past Saturday due to heavy snow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that well, pushed uh, our whole league back. So now I'm in danger again. <laughs> Of the finals falling on the week of Cleveland, which is already paid for. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, I hate to walk out on these kids, but, it, you know, the seasons should have been over. Like, mm. I don't feel like it's my fault if I say, look, I had a vacation planned. It was paid for. I got to go. <laughs> is what mm. it is. Um, but, yeah, big shout-out to Dave for that. Also, or Buttercup, whatever you want to call him. Also, I need to give a big shout-out to David Moline. Um, he was on the Imps Prison the last episode, and then he almost wins an SCG Open. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> no, he got, he got into the finals of the SCG Open with a deck that three people in the entire field was playing. It was a Naya deck. 
Yeah. And it, I mean, in the game, the set of games that got him into the finals, he was down to like two life. And the game lasted, I want to say like 56 minutes, but he yeah. was down to two life. He finished the game one. with like 127 life. What? <laughs> Mastery <laughs> of the unseen. <laughs> Crazy. Go watch that. Um, it was, it, that's a good VOD to watch. Um, Got an hour to kill? Game. Watch game one. Yeah. And then the <laughs> next game, he just concedes like on turn four. He's like, yeah, I can't. Yeah, it was like a ten minute game if that. <laughs> it wasn't even ten minutes. I went to the bathroom, <laughs> came back, and they're like, shuffling up for game three. I'm like, what? <laughs> Adrian Sullivan's <laughs> on there like, stamp of approval. That's when you concede. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what the hell did you do, Gumby? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, a big shout out to him. Congratulations to him. That's always cool to see a podcaster do well. It's awesome. At, you know, one of these events. And I'm sure on Heavy Metal this week, if you guys want to hear how he did and, you know, what he thought of everything, go listen to that. I'm sure he'll talk about it for hours. Um, yeah, hear that, guys? Free plug. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and aside from that, I have no more shout-outs that I can think of off the top of my head short of shout-out to Michael and Will because I don't give them out enough. Aww. Oh, sweet. I got all the cheese tonight, guys. All of it. Oh, shit. Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> and Valentine's Day isn't even – it's already over and we're getting it's this? It's always Valentine's Day in my heart, Mike. Oh, I don't know if you know true. that about me. Your heart or your sack? You know, I mean, they're connected. <laughs> no, they're not. I've known they you guys for a lot. long time. They're not connected like they're connected in a normal man. No, they're, not. they're definitely not. I'm not a normal man. <laughs> Will, how's your shout-outs going? Um, I should have some, but I don't. Shout-out to uh, to taking shots. Okay. Yep. All right then. That's I'm okay. sorry. I got I got nothing. No, I don't know. Ah, that's cool. Uh, you got any shout outs, Mike? Uh, I have three. Uh, and three that's all the time we have. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Jared Detweiler and Jesse Groom for coming to the finals of the SCG IQ this past weekend. Uh, both those two and I, we both made the top eight. I fell in the first round. Those two made it to the finals. Um, and then shout out to anyone who had to brave the weather this past weekend in the along the East Coast, Northeast. That storm was bad, and if you were had to go out in it and you came back okay and in peace, one piece, then shout out to you for braving that. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to piggyback this um, because I, I meant to say something about it. And it, look, if you don't live like you know in an area with snow, and all of a sudden there's snow, okay. I want to give you guys some tips on how to drive in the snow. The first one is slow the fuck down. Early, slow down. The second one is slow the fuck down. Slow the fuck down. Come on, man. Talk about it. I mean, like... Second verse, same as the first. Come on, people. I see so many accidents. Mind you, I drive a plow truck, so I see a lot of this shit. But I see so many accidents solely because people don't slow the fuck down. You know, and then it's like, then they almost wreck, and then they're driving two mile an hour down the road because they have a lump in their pants that they can't get out. <laughs> I mean, you gotta stop and shake your pant leg, you know? Right, and it's just like, ugh. But I know, like, a lot of people down south, especially this last storm, it hit a lot further south than it normally does. Um, and I know those guys aren't prepared for it, as they say, and, 
you know, it, yes, we have salt up here, but you'd be shocked. They don't start putting salt down until the storm's over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most of the time. So it's like, we'll wait it out, throw it down now. Yeah, we deal with the shit, you know, pretty much just as preemptively much as almost for a while. So sometimes it's preemptive. Yeah. Too. Like you'll see salt trucks out right as the snow starts before any of it's starting to accumulate on the ground. So, Mind you, that's only on major highways. Yes. You're not going to see it on side roads and things like that. that no. Side happen. roads, they even when it's heavy snow, they don't even get done unless the people do them themselves. Right. Or you know, like I said, they will wait until the storm's over and then like two days later, you'll hear this plow truck right by your house and you're like, God <laughs> yeah. damn, they finally did it. And then, then they're spreading some salt. So we drive in this shit. And I can tell you, the biggest problem that people have driving and wrecking in these snowstorms is the fact that they're driving entirely too fast for it. So, um, please be careful with these things happen. They said that there's going to be another one in the follow in this coming week. Be careful. Okay. And then spring's going to be here because the groundhog said so. So, (laughs) um, but, uh, oh, we've reached that part of the show. Mike, I'm going to let you do it this week. Me? Yes, you get to beg for money. Oh boy. I get to beg for money. Am I going to be the dancing monkey with a cap on his head? If, if it gets us more money, yes. (laughs) I will. We'll 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 start the music. All right, so we have a GoFundMe page. Uh, what this is is we are begging for money. Uh, what it goes towards is making a studio for us in which we can provide better content, even potentially stream for you guys who would like to see us do so. Um, better all we, re- we, we don't really have the funds in our pockets, so we're hoping we can all put our pockets together as a community so we can get this thing done. Put your pockets um, in ours. Yep. Will reach into your pocket if you want him to. <laughs> <laughs> I totally would. <laughs> and again, like literally, I mean, I hate to harp on this every week. Um, it's been a week, over a week since we've gotten a donation. So, you it's know, two weeks. it's making me, it's been eight days. Um, it's, it's discouraging me a little bit at the moment. And every time it begins to discourage me, somebody throws us money. But the fact is, if every listener were to give us $5, this dream Tax is refunds. easily I mean. accomplished. I mean, that's, that's all it is. It's like, you know, I'm not asking for, you know, a weekly, can you give me a dollar every time I put out a show? I'm $5 one time. Mm-hmm. Um, we get this done. Okay. Well, for those of you who really want to see this done, pick up the slack and donate 10. That take covers two of you. Yeah. I mean, look, and there's a play mat from Colton Delaney. You know, mm-hmm. one of you guys can win the, the sweet fucking squirrel that's mat. very cool. I'm half tempted to donate myself <laughs> just so I can get the squirrel mat. That's sad, but it's really a cool mat. Um, so I don't think that's fair. I'm oh. pretty sure it's cheating. Yeah, I don't think – I think you'd be exempt from that, uh, from that award. But what if I put in the most? Well, it's your but, product. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. That's not how it works. <laughs> just just buy one online. <laughs> it, probably, it probably would be cheaper. <laughs> um, nah, but, no bidding wars. Yeah, please help us out if you can. This is, you know, what you're doing legitimately is helping somebody who you listen to every week, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a compliment. Why aren't you listening every week? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, really. Some people don't have time, but. Yeah, I hope you're prior listening. To, I, I've known to miss and, like two episodes and then catch up on all three in a single week. That's fine. You're still listening. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's just like if you. What you're basically doing is you're helping somebody who I assume you guys like because you listen to every week accomplish a dream of his. And, you know, like. You have no clue the amount of appreciation I would, you know, put out there, the extra content you guys would see if this thing becomes real because I'm going to have something to record with that I currently don't have. And it, 
realistically, I've been putting this show together for 108 episodes with fucking gum bands and fucking shoestrings and barely getting it to work. <laughs> so please help us out, please. Okay, so now that that's over, contact info. If you wanted to get a hold of me, get a hold of me at Gonksuo on Twitter. That's G-A-N-K-S-U. Same name on MTGO where you can join our clan by sending me a message when I'm on there. I'll put you right in. And then when the leagues start up, you'll be happy you're in a clan. Right now, being in a clan doesn't do anything. But when the league jumps up, you're going to be, want to be in a clan. Um, will you be able to elaborate on that, on why that is important, Angelo? Well, because there will be clan-only events. There shall. You know, clan-only modern tournaments, clan-only legacy tournaments, clan-only sealed events, clan-only drafts. These type of things are going to happen. Um, but you have to be a part of the clan to do it. But this won't happen until the leagues come out, which Worth promises. Uh, you can't see the quotation marks, but trust me, I'm doing them. <laughs> this Notice no time frame on said promise, just 2015. Yeah, yeah, you know, 2015, it's going to happen, so you want to be in a claim before that does. So, And also, you can send me something a little long form at pitinpodcast at gmail.com. I answer them all um, not as quickly as I used to because for some reason my phone is being a dink. And it doesn't give me notifications, so I end up just checking it every two or three days. But if you send me an email, I will respond within two or three days every time, promise. Also, if you uh, enjoy listening to shows about random things, I also do The Imp's Prison every couple of weeks. <laughs> and it is a show about random things. And if you want science, science this next coming week, and if you wanted to meet me for some fucking god awful reason, um, I'm going to be in Cleveland uh, for the GP when it happens. Find me, say hello. Don't promise that. Remember, you might not be able to make it, but oh no, I'll be there. You do. Friday, okay. Friday, Sunday for sure, guaranteed. Like bang, boom, I'm there. You know, like that's not an issue. But um, oh, yeah, yeah come yeah. meet me. Um, you know, say hi. I'll be happy to you know shake your hand. Um. Uh say hello some back. Paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff and things and what have you. But Will, how would people get a hold of you, sir? Oh, uh, you could get a hold of me via Facebook. I'm on there a lot. In addition to me being on Facebook at Facebook.com slash bad dinner, you could join our amazingly fantastic Facebook group. If you were to look at the Pit Imps Podcast Facebook group, like you would be, you know, like the kid, you know, pressed up against the uh, glass with your nose making smudges on it and shit. But you don't have to stand outside. You can join the group. You can come in. Just, well, you know, and, and invite yourself in and we'll make you a member. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's a closed make group. make faces of people outside the group. Yeah, and it's yeah. a closed group, so you don't have to worry about the people who don't play magic but are your Facebook friends seeing all the crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're yeah. embarrassed about posting, don't be. They won't it, see it unless they're in the group. It's pretty awesome. It's a fun group. A lot of stuff happens. Um, I am Lost My Donkey on League of Legends, and I am Will Flaccid on Magic Online. Check me out. Mike, how do people get a hold of you, sir? They can get a hold of me by way of Facebook at Michael Broderick is my name. Well, there you go. Search that. Wow. That <laughs> I am also in the like Facebook was... page. <laughs> you're, you, when you said Broderick, your voice, your voice I know. was going through puberty. Uh, <laughs> brutal. I don't want to put this out, but I will. <laughs> Well, um, you can also get a hold of me on Twitter. That's at Huntmaster underscore Mike. And then if you're on MTGO and if you're in the clan or want to join the clan, but for some reason can't find Angelo, uh, I am at MTGXMike. Um, feel free to talk to me if I'm on there. Um, normally I'm on there later at night or on the weekends. So if you also message me on Twitter or Facebook, I will respond almost immediately unless I am sleeping or working. 
Yeah, you know what? One of the things about the clan that I really wish, uh, if Worth for some reason listens or you hear this or I don't know, or send yeah, we'll messages. Tweet, we'll at, tweet at him. Yeah. <laughs> tweet at him and yell at him. Just like, everyone tweet at him. We everyone should, listening. If you have a clan, you should be able to assign a few people to accept mm-hmm. memberships. Because, like fellow admins, essentially. Yeah, yeah, like there should be more than one administrator because like I'm the only one who can do it. And if I make somebody else that, I lose that right. So it's like, you know, that's, there's that's people, pretty shitty. Yeah, if I could get like three people who could actually do that, that'd be uh, so fucking cool. So yeah, there's that. Um, anyway, next week we have no TPs to talk about, so I'll figure something out. <laughs> we might look in on SCG. I know Will has something that he's been working on for. A while. I got a little project. Yeah, that we're gonna definitely do that next week because you know no GPs. Um, so. Potential? Do you think they'll start spoilers for Dragon's Dark here next week, or I'm thinking the fall? Think that would be okay. Yeah. Um, if they do start them, we'll go over those for sure. <laughs> or even more the uh, from the Vault Angels that they release any of that, or the uh, new MTGO only set. Uh, Tempest or Remastered. Just come on here and sing a song repeatedly for the entirety of the show. That would be pretty sweet. I, I just like don't want to do that, but it'll I'm piss down. everybody off. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, what's how many songs are we talking? One just over no, and over, or are we talking a full over. ensemble of songs? One over and over again. It's got one. to be something bad. It's a song that never ends. No, 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 no. It's it got to be something some bad. song that's been so, played so much, people are sick of it. See, I'm thinking like truly, madly, deeply, Savage Garden. <laughs> this is an unexpected turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> just you know I want to see if anybody gets to the end of it <laughs> without skipping any <laughs> right uh, just throw in easter eggs in the middle of everything or like, one yeah, or like in the comments say at this part we go over this just to see who fast forward and complains that that was a lie <laughs> <laughs> or we can do seal you know kiss from a rose we can that'd do be so sweet. many good ones you that'd, know. Be so, that'd be a good one that's what we should do uh, but Anyway, until next week. Hey, we made it this far. That's your sign off? Yeah. I thought last week you decided on one. Put your best yeah, step forward. What happened, Will? Apparently you're not putting uh, your best forward. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be gross or offensive and have you know everyone thinking about me in association with male genitals. That's too late for that, dude. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. I, I don't know. Fuck it. Fuck it all. <laughs> Maybe that's your sign off. Just fuck it all. <laughs> Actually, I can't. Alright, there you go. There you go, Will. Fuck it all. Alright, you guys don't have to like me, but I hope you like the show. Uh, I was, I was, uh, yeah, that's yeah, I gave you the better one. Yeah, keep digging. Keep digging. Have a good one. <laughs> go fuck yourself.